to another episode of One Shot, One Quill. I'm your host, Spencer. With me, as always, is my best friend and once-in-future lover, Ben. Ben, say hello. Hello, I'm Ben. I legitimately thought you were going to pull a bait-and-switch and and, uh, name our guest when you did that. (laughs) It would have been funnier. This is why I'm a writer and not an improviser. Yeah. also joining us is our guest, Ben. Ben really gave it away, really blew away the spoiler. I didn't say his name. Is our guest, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew? Hey, what's going on, man? Matthew, is it true that you play uh, D&D with all the 18-year-olds you pick up at high schools? Yeah, man. I love, <laughs> I, I, I hate to see him go, but I love to watch him leave. What's good? <laughs> I want to, this, this one's directly to any lawyers listening, Allegedly. I, Allegedly. I also I wanna I wanna put out that he almost said I hate to see him leave, but I love to watch him go, which is the exact opposite of what that quote is trying to portray. <laughs> ben, tell him, tell the folks, what do we do here? Now this is a podcast. Wait a minute. Wait a what? minute. Oh, we didn't introduce. I was going to say, I was wondering how long it was going to take. It's Matthew McConaughey. You've got to keep this bit up the entire time. Again, I'm a writer, not an improviser. I'm all about no also. Hey, everybody. My name's Evan Richard. That's that's who I am. Going full stream on the last name. Yeah. Docs away. We get very political here. You're going to be doxed by all. Evan has the luxury, the luxury of two first names. Three, actually. <laughs> he can't be Doc. I'm not going to say first the, names. I'm not going to say the middle one because that would be. Uh, Dumb. It's, yep. Oh, God. Well, now they all know. Just you are. You are, Evan, legitimately undoxable. No one could mm-hmm. track you down. There are easily. I what? Like 5000 Evan Richards in the city we live in. Like there. It is the lamest X-Men superpower. <laughs> to have it is simply just the worst i can get into social media arguments and face no <laughs> repercussions no you would not believe never mind you you wouldn't get it from the first four minutes of this podcast but uh this podcast is in fact a D brainstorming campaign forming podcast in which we take suggestions from the audience uh, run them through a little dice roller on the internet because we're too lazy to buy actual dice, I guess. They don't uh, make D50s. That's true. They don't make D50s and we can't do math. Uh, <laughs> and we take those dice, we roll them through a dice roller. They correspond to suggestions from the audience. Uh, one of which is a prompt, two of which are magic items. We then mush them and smush them together, and we come out with a D&D campaign that is, and I quote, either good or it isn't. Who, what's that a quote from? Who, who Me. quoted it? You. Okay, cool. I said that. Yeah. Let the record show. Again, we're gearing this one towards the lawsuit that's coming after we accuse Matthew McConaughey of banging 18-year-olds. Hey, he said so, it himself. That wasn't us. Yeah, that was his own line that he said out of his mouth. I said that that was said in character, therefore legally distinct from the actual mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey. I don't know which is crazier, that we were able to book Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. or that we were able to specifically book him for three minutes yeah. and then he was gone. <laughs> well, I mean, you know how those contracts work. They get pretty pricey the longer you got him. So. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And he's a busy man. He's <laughs> that's, he's- that's why at my wedding, I plan to just hire a band that's like a famous band to come and play three notes and then leave. 
and everyone will be like, wow, you did get bare naked ladies, but they sure didn't stay very long. They got through half of one week and then they just started packing up. <laughs> I, I want to hire bare naked ladies to come to my wedding. Just walk up to the microphone, go, it's been, and then walk away. <laughs> Ben, do you want to go ahead and roll me a uh, roll me up a premise? Yeah, let's see. I'm gonna just uh, smack that button a few times. Smash and that like button. Three, a three. All right. An icy mining town has been experiencing an influx of earthquakes. What they don't know is that their town is built on the back of an ancient dragon turtle, who has woken from its slumber and is now on the move. Is that it? Is that the is that the whole description? That is the premise. That, that is we the whole premise front to back. That's actually just never ending story. Um, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that copy, right? <laughs> Evan, I I want you to embrace the impossibility and and know that we have to one up a never ending story. I I oh, just want to put this out now on episode four that if you do submit copyright copy written prompts, uh, we're blocking you forever. I really like the premise. It's actually um, very cool. But yeah. we need we need two items to spice this one up. So yeah, Ben, you want to get me a otherwise you're just you just walk up to the turtle and you're like, go back to sleep, it's still cold out. <laughs> so I think what we need to add to give this some spices. How does a 21 hit <clears throat> I'm going to resist the urge to read ahead. Um, okay. but the first two words have already filled me with dread. Okay. <clears throat> A 21, Ben, is a, quote, down boy. It physically <coughs> resembles a toy child with a frown, and his torso is a comical arrow pointing down. Those who attack the attuned holder of down boy must make a DC 10 strength save or be cosmically shoved into the earth, leaving only their head above the ground. This counts as being restrained until they pass the strength save at the end of their turn. Good lord. <laughs> okay. That is a... That is one of the lengthier ones we've gotten. Uh, I'm not sure how to boy. play that into it. I mean, I already know. I already know how to beat the campaign, but I feel like we should get the second. <laughs> you uh, down boy through the turtle skull. Yeah, you yeah. go through the turtle. That's you become a too. downward shot bullet and uh, kill the turtle. <laughs> you just take your sword. You down boy yourself into the turtle, and you just swish your sword around a little bit. And the turtle's dead. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we need another item, though, to like really right. cinch the cinch the thing. Um, what about eight? Eight. 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 It's a good bit from Stanley Parable. <laughs> eight. A disembodied mouth which follows the players and only they can see and can mimic their voices to trick NPCs. Can mimic any voice or the player's voice? It specifies their voices. Interesting. It basically yeah, so sounds like you've y- got a limited Kenku at your disposal. Yeah, it's on their side, I guess. Interesting. So it's so it, not like it's not some weird. Uh, yeah, it's demonic, not a curse. Yeah, it's not a Chesh- Cheshire cat curse that just follows you around and only you can see it. It's not a mouth that is deliberately it, trying to screw up every single yeah. stealth roll that you've ever rolled in your entire mm-hmm. life. So we've got Down Boy and the disembodied mimic mouth. I shouldn't say mimic, imitator mouth. And we've got a a icy village that's kind of being wrestled by earthquakes. It's on the back of a dragon turtle, mm-hmm. an ancient dragon turtle at that. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Well, I'm, so like, I don't know what necessarily the protocol is, but like. Pitch away if you've got an idea. Well, so yeah. my, the thought that is in my head right now is what is the actual goal of the campaign? Because like, obviously we've established you become bullet man. 
uh, and you shoot through, <laughs> shoot through heart. So you got this classic, is it okay for the dragon turtle to move and destroy the village? Or does the village have a right to defend themselves and tell the dragon turtle not to move? Are ancient dragon turtles intelligent? So a dragon turtle is a is a very high CR monster, and it is a let's see here gargantuan creature. So this is among it is among your larger things that you will see. Right, that tracks because there is a village on the back of it. If you're talking about a village where there's maybe ten or twelve houses or so, mm-hmm. I think that would fit on its back. Near and about. I mean, yeah, it, and it depends on how old a dragon turtle is i think they can generally i know that in ghosts of salt marsh there is an ancient dragon turtle well not ancient in terms of this but there is a dragon turtle that you're supposed to fight that basically can just bite ships away <laughs> it just bites the bottom of ships out and the ships go away well and traditionally i've yeah i for my experience uh i have seen finding nemo so i understand that turtles are supposed to live for quite a while Mm-hmm. Um, and Indeed. then I think dragons also live. So you compound turtle life and dragon life, and it gets to be just <laughs> ridiculous. I think dragon it's factorial at that rate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the way that we have to play this, the conflict that is generated from this is you've got this ancient dragon turtle. It's just trying to do what dragon turtles do, which is, I guess, swim in the water. But if it does that, it's going to destroy the village and either force these people to move or kill them by drowning them. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. I think the conflict is figuring out which which side you are going to be on. Is that maybe you- like the, the quote time limit? Uh, it was like on land and it's making its way to water. I feel like it's it's part of its hibernation was it got itself launched in an ice sheet and now that it's waking up it's breaking free of all the permafrost and it's Mm -hmm. going to descend but will essentially create a massive hole and sink this village right well and if you're in if you're in the uh oh i can't remember the land it's in rhyme of the frost maiden like if you're in that sort of area icewind dale then like it's supposed to be like miles and miles of frozen like sheet ice um essentially like the ocean and sea has frozen in this area so like could be like oh well you've got about six hours or you've got like maybe like a week um as it slowly makes its way over to where the water would be it could be interesting to see how long this thing's been hibernating and like how much of a fixture it's been Mm -hmm. for this little community like maybe they've got uh, maybe they've more or less mined into the ice and they've taken little chips, like just minute fragments as far as the dragon turtle is concerned, mm-hmm. but pieces of its shell. And that mm-hmm. makes weaponry for them and, and armament and things like that. Right. Um, maybe that's why the adventurers go to that village is because it's like the only place where you can find this uh, essentially Wakanda. It's, it's We've just made Wakanda, <laughs> but on the back of a dragon turtle. But like, that's the... We've been told the, Wakanda. Are, are you telling me that Wakanda isn't on the back of a dragon turtle? <laughs> maybe the, hey, maybe that's what vibrating I've not is. seen Black Panther 2 yet, but I assumed that was the plot. Right. Uh, but maybe that's what what draws the uh, what draws the the party to this village, and then they can sort of like. That's actually a really good hook because mm-hmm. I was wondering this. This sounds like a really remote setting. How do you even get a group of worldly or otherwise you know foreign adventurers into this spot? That's a great point. Maybe maybe the earthquakes and- aren't even what is getting it there. Like that's just a thing that's been happening, and then you discover, oh. You know, when the thing stands up, oops, well, now we're on the back of this turtle. Uh, yeah, and I think that's that definitely that, what puts this place on the map. 
that also gives them an incentive to side with the village. Mm-hmm. I think if their incentive isn't just, well, I want to kill a dragon turtle, uh, you'd be like, well, why not just have the villagers move? Because mm-hmm. that seems like the best of both worlds. But it this seems like an incentive. The village is like, hey, if you can fix these earthquakes mm-hmm. and save our town, we'll give you these, you know, uh, turtle stone weapons or whatever the heck for free. You know, Walmart brand take, vibranium. Take, take a scimitar <laughs> of our Walmart brand vib- vibranium. Uh, if you make this town not shake anymore, I, I'm debating. Say, say you wanted to go with um, the sign of the dragon turtle, which, mm-hmm. if you're me, of course you will. You will free Willy 100 percent of the uh-huh. time. Um, where could you displace this? Because it's a very remote tribe, I imagine. Where could you displace them to? You know, my first thought was maybe there is an encampment. Um, of say a monstrous race, like say you've got a goblinoid camp, an orc camp, whatever, whatever you want, really. Mm. Um, that's kind of settled in the nearby forest. It's it's pretty straightforward as far as D and D is concerned. But if you want to relocate the villagers, um, go wipe out the camp and then have the villagers move in and take over that infrastructure. I think there's also there's got to be something where like the dragon turtle has already started moving. That's kind of so what I thought. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a difficult to get things out of here right and someone's gonna be like well but i have this ancient anvil that costs one billion gold right Um, yeah there's absolutely room for like a skill check or a mm -hmm. non-combat kind of you know right uh, a non-combat encounter yeah uh, we've we've got applicable uses for things like you know your your various easy cantrips your actual Mm -hmm. leveled spells stuff that can help you out with I, my favorite example was going through like Ghost of Saltmarsh opens at least Ben the way you ran it um, mm-hmm. opens on a a non combat encounter of like hey the ship's in the middle of a storm how do you want to approach it and you've got you know the rogue with his sleight of hand I'm gonna make sure I fasten all the knots you know the sorcerer I'm gonna cast ray of frost to like batten down the hatches freeze the water over like I, I mm-hmm. love encounters like that weasel those in where you can so I think that one of the big ones has to be there's something some part of the forge. They're like, well, we can't rebuild this forge. We need to move parts of the forge. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's a strength check. Maybe it's like a magic thing where you're like uh, teleporting certain parts of the forge or tensor's floating disc even seems like yeah, a value to that. Yeah, something that can, you know, carry a lot of heavy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think that absolutely checks. I mean, if you've got a barbarian, his strength is carrying capacity would be enough to probably haul that anvil, mm-hmm. um, even if he's encumbered or something of that sort. Right. But if you put it under a time check, that's where it because, you know, yeah, long story short, you can shove something if you take your sweet ass time mm-hmm. with it anywhere you want. But if, say, you've got fissures opening up and you're like. You know, hey, you've got five minutes, or, or not even that. You've got you've three got an turns hour to of decide. Game time, and you've got five minutes of real time to figure out how to get all of this stuff, <laughs> like yeah, dealt I mean, with. Th- right. There's also if it's moving already, then there's like, oh, it could fall down into a crack, or it could fall under the dragon turtle, and the dragon turtle could just crush it. Right. Well, I think yeah. I think that's for my understanding too. I think it would be important to to. I think this adventure starts with this turtle not moving. And then once you sort of like piece together kind of what's happening, like as the players, that's when the turtle like wakes up. And then you've got this amount of time to help these villagers like displace their stuff. Um, I I think you got a bakery that just he wants to sell all his bread first. 
<laughs> the solutions to buy all the bread. Fire sale. <laughs> I think you've got maybe the breaking up of the ice sheets, I imagine, would let loose a few water flows. So maybe mm. you've got an encounter where you've got a hard running current that's going to separate the group. You know, mm. that could be maybe cleared by a jump, could be... Uh, bridged over with some debris could be mm-hmm. um, navigated by someone with a swim speed. Sure. You know, any number of things there. A kid's definitely going to fall somewhere and you're going to have to be like, take my hand. And the kid's going to be like, I'm scared. Maybe, uh, maybe there's a family that's lived there their whole life and you've got to like convince them not to like go down the ship or something. Like, look, this definitely. is just a place mm-hmm. you can get another place that can be just as important as this house, but, like, this house is going down. And I think there's more than a couple ways that that conversation gets harder mm-hmm. that can also be tackled by a different type of NPC or a, a different type of player. Mm-hmm. So, by by which I mean they could want to stay there for the, the cultural, what I call the Joplin, Missouri reason of... <laughs> Well, I, I guess I'm going to rebuild. Feasibly, I could move to any better part of the country, but I'm going to rebuild. Well, we're really alienating all of the Joplin, Missouri listeners that are going to be so into this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, alternatively, mm-hmm. alternatively, they could want to maybe they've maybe their culture is centered around the turtle. Maybe they're aware of what they're doing here. I don't know how well they understand mm-hmm. the dragon turtle lives beneath them, mm-hmm. but there could be a religious aspect to it that, you know, some some of the more devout well, members yeah, of the, the community the, are like the gift of the stones. Like the, Yeah, this is what this is what the the, ooh, the land bringer ooh, gives a, us. This is what the, the world eater cult. wants or something. They there's a doomsday cult that is trying to convince the rest or at least some of the villagers that they have to die here. Mm-hmm. This has been prophesied. <laughs> I like how yeah. quickly. Now, again, uh, do, do, do this thing starts moving. How mm-hmm. how long have we have we known? Because I would as- assume like one of the the initial like quest hooks would be figure out. I mean, yeah, figure out what is causing these earthquakes. Do we know that they're? I mean, maybe I, I like d- this I doomsday know. cult idea. Mm-hmm. I think I think before you figure out it's a dragon turtle, mm-hmm. the doomsday cult is trying to stop you. Interesting, because they're so like the doomsday well, cult knows when you get there what's going to happen. Yes. Okay. I think an interesting angle to put because this these coincide here when when we originally brought the idea and I was thinking that a. a Intro could be a team of archaeologists on the outskirts of the town have been digging and that they have found, you know, say the the eye of the dragon turtle that is like awake and is clearly looking around and it's you can hear it closer when you when you're down in the mines beneath the ice sheets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this wizard's explaining to you like the, the villagers don't understand what I'm trying to tell them, right. but you can help. Um, I think we have a best of both. This doomsday cult could in fact have found evidence of of the fact that there is a mm. there is a ancient dragon turtle that lives beneath here. They have recontextualized it, a la say the covenant from Halo, that this is their divine savior and not something that is going to ruin life as they know it. <laughs> well, and that would also give you an antagonist, like yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. If you're going to have combat encounters, and there you go, now you can fight, you know, cultists. Uh, something that I think we should bring up. Uh, is is there a solution to this that is best of both worlds? Well, that's kind of, I was thinking about that, yeah. Is there a solution where the town stays and the dragon turtle doesn't die? Because the way I was thinking about it was the dragon turtle essentially has to move. 
it's gotta get to the ocean or whatever it's out of hibernation if it doesn't it's going to starve but maybe the solution is sacrificing the cultists to the <laughs> dragon turtle and then he's no longer hungry well and i think mm. that's another thing that i was I, I i was wondering about earlier that's why i asked uh, what its intelligence was because if you can talk to it like if you've got a party member i don't know what language dragon turtles would speak i don't know if they do speak aquin and draconic okay i was thinking draconic um, i mean they could speak common too it's not it, it mm. is to answer your older question it is of average intelligence it's like a flat 10 a, sure. a zero mod which is a, a lot more than you would see out of a beast right um so this thing clearly could be in fact it has like a plus one charisma like right. uh, i think there is a solution to this wherein you just convince the dragon turtle perhaps with some very good roles yeah that's what i mean that yeah. uh it has you know it's been asleep for so long people have started living on its back and the dragon turtle just has to stay there and the dragon turtle's like well i guess you're correct because you rolled a 20 right or maybe uh, you could well, compromise and instead then, of like you could bring him food yeah, but I mean, a dragon turtle's got to eat a lot, right? So maybe maybe the compromise is it just relocates. It doesn't go underwater, but it locates itself next to the water. Um, but that maybe is up to the party to like convince it that that is a, a thing that would be beneficial to it. Yeah, I think, I think if we're going to go with that, then the initial thing is going to be, I think convincing the dragon turtle to just listen to you at all yeah maybe the way you have to do that is by using that little floating mouth and speaking into both of its ears at the same time yeah because because otherwise the aquan gets like it's like two different people talking at the same time and it's like i don't understand what they're saying imagine if a fly flew up behind your ear and told you that there were people living on your back do you think you would listen to it at all you'd be like it's only talking in one ear so clearly it doesn't have my best interests at heart. <laughs> another another solution could be, because I, I imagine, and I know all of these um, zo- zoologists are about to be hammering my DMs apart. Right. I'm imagining that it's hibernating literally embedded into the ice, oh not God, just dude. kind of like floating right underneath You've it. You've just painted a target on your back. I know, and I wish I had such an undoxable name. This is gonna This is going to age like milk, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, when I get canceled, remember me as I was, <laughs> not who I became. Um, <laughs> I'm taking them down with me is the thing. Uh-huh. I'm imagining it's embedded into the ice. And so the only way for it to leave is for it to break apart the ice. Like it, there is no peaceful way for it to get out. Uh-huh. In that scenario, if that were the case, maybe if you got access to some sort of higher level teleport or dimension door or something like that, if you could remove it from where it's at without physically moving it mm-hmm. that could be a solution i yeah well, that could be a way around it it'd be a pretty um, it would have to be and that wouldn't be something that a, a player could just walk in with that would be a spell that would like <laughs> that's not that's not a spell that conceivably would be learned could by be a player a until like level 20 so that's part of the bigger issue you oh. gotta um, cast enlarge 16 times Ooh, yeah i mean that's that's another idea you could shrink the turtle in oh. its place or you could drink like six hill potion uh or hill giant potions and like just keep <laughs> getting bigger and bigger <laughs> okay so that's, that's how that works idea. right so we've got a turtle a dragon turtle that's been living under the ice a village that's been built upon its back 
The village has a doomsday cult. The doomsday cult wants this village to go down. The villagers obviously don't want to die. Uh, and the turtle wants to move because it has finished its hibernation. And that's just what turtles do. It's very much a man versus nature. Uh, can you fault the uh, whale for eating the King Kong. Krill? It's King Kong. It's King Kong, uh, but with a dragon turtle. Uh, some of your solutions are to, I mean, kill the dragon turtle. You could relocate the people, but doing so requires moving a bunch of things. You, mm -hmm. uh, if you're not going to kill the dragon turtle, actually, I think either way you're going to have to deal with the doomsday cult. Mm -hmm. I think there's no solution to this where that does not come down to a confrontation with this doomsday cult. They're, they're definitely uh, the antagonist yeah. in this setup. Two uh, things on that note. Imagine the icy tunnels that the Doomsday Cult has dug so as to reach the depths necessary to know that it's a dragon turtle, look it in the face, things like that. They've basically got a tunnel network that they've hidden mm -hmm. um, aside from the regular, you know, tortoise shell mines or whatever that they've got going. Um, those tunnels could be a very interesting dungeon crawl setting. Mm -hmm. Another good hazard. A dragon turtle's one of its big things is its breath weapon, which is steam. It's like a massive mm. steam breath. You could have these geysers of steam that are basically oh. erupting out of that could be a clue as to where it's coming from. Mm. Like if, say, one of the steam breaths comes out the secret tunnels and out one of the random village homes, they're like, you know, it's the weirdest thing. Inconspicuous Todd's house has been <laughs> billowing with sauna steam. And he maybe, swears maybe it's not the oven. Maybe that's, that's just, just a feature, feature of the town, town, though. Maybe that's part of why the maybe. town's here is because there's these steam uh, that, geysers, Like maybe the, every once in a while the yeah. when the dragon turtle mm -hmm. heaves a breath while it's hibernating, that's mm -hmm. the steam coming out. But that could it, be really but cool. But it provides heat for the town. Yeah. I'm saying that could be a cool that could be a cool trap obstacle in a dungeon crawl mm -hmm. is like occasionally a bag, a big huff puff of steam comes through a corridor. You got to kind of dive to yeah. the side. Especially um, as you're getting lower down, there's got to be more of those. Yeah. Another thing to it is if we're looking for a, a, we were talking about more than one solution. If we're going the avenue of saving the, the turtle, I liked and I thought of an idea that works fairly well for shrinking it. Because teleporting, it's hard to, without it being a MacGuffin, it's hard to get like a decent, sufficient level spell mm -hmm. that's going to get that thing out of there. What I wonder is, could you have, say, a trade caravan that went missing um, in the area recently? And say it was sacked by the Doomsday Cult. The Doomsday Cult has taken this merchant, you know, interrogated him, whatever, taken his, his treasure and hidden it away in their stores. What if that merchant was... Uh, say an alchemist and he had a literal crate full of shrinking mm -hmm. potions potions mm -hmm. of diminutive size or potion of gaseous form um something that you could use to say take a crate full of these and compounding feed the dragon turtle <laughs> until it you know non-invasively shrinks down to a size that it can just kind of you know wiggle away mm -hmm. into a crack and get down to the water below yeah so it's just an idea uh a solution is to kill the dragon turtle well, with, with if you deal boy. with the dragon turtle and save the town, the town will give you some of their special dragon turtle shell weapons and armor. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's that. You've also got a uh, a down boy and a talking mouth. Oh, my God. We didn't we use didn't either of those. Really I mean, I do. I really do think much. that the down boy could be like. I think they just give you the down boy. I don't know. Just for fun. The it's down boy fun. seems like it could it's be not one really item. plot relevant. <laughs> The down boy could have been pulled from the merchant caravan if mm -hmm. you want to include that as a, as a means of doing it. 
which that could then become the the your big Goron hammer, so to speak, for your fire temple, so to speak. Right. It could be your key item that you use to say traverse a, thing, uh, a floor of the ice dungeon. You could also like, and this was this was actually originally where the idea was going in my head before the very funny idea of becoming a bullet came in. Um, <laughs> I I was thinking you could maybe get the dragon turtle to attack the down boy, and then oh. the dragon turtle could like shoot down into the earth. Uh, for another forced hibernation. Is, I don't know. That isn't right. Or you know, it shoots down below the ice that it's breaking up. Yeah, that was it just magically gets transported that's down really below good, the ice sheet. Actually, that's a really good use of the down boy. Or you could use it as a bullet. Either one, whichever way you want to go with it. But like that, you that was kind of where I was going. Build a big cannon it. and just fire the down boy at one of the villagers just for fun. Since we've uh, we've established that it's kind of moving forward throughout this, even though not much, ever so slightly, yeah, you it's, it's getting wiggle room. You could also have a druid or ranger like determine when the exact point that you should use the down boy that would cause the least amount of damage would be. Yeah, and then, I like uh, no, I you like can, uses of skills like that. Yeah, and then uh, you can use the so, mouth as like an intercom system. I don't know the mm-hmm. mouth. The mouth one didn't really seem to fit. Yeah, I struggle a lot with the mouth one here. Is the there literally make, anything we can think of for that one? Uh, it can make fart noises while you go down into the doomsday uh, <laughs> cult. <laughs> it could be a distraction for the... Uh, yeah, if you're doing the distraction for the maybe. cult. Yeah. The- oh, wait a minute. What if the cult is using it? So w- what if that's when the... Because oh. these are it's a village. It's a tight-knit community. They need an alibi for when they're actually doing their cult shit down in the mines below. Right. So what if that's what they, they kind of shut the door, they have the mouth go off, and the mouth gives them a cover story like they're inside gambling or whatever. The party could potentially use it to, like, if they want to have a non-violent confrontation with the cult, like, and they have high charisma or deception... You know, use the mouth to whisper into the ear of the cult leader and be like, what you're doing is not what I said. I am blah, God. Blah, blah. I am God. <laughs> There's nothing else that this could be. There's only one thing that can talk into your ear in this magical world, and it's God. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> it could also just be a reward. Like, it mm. could just end up being like a, well, if you dealt with the cult, now you've got this thing that will help you with, like, stealth checks in the future or something. Um, but so, I do like the idea that you use it on the cult leader. And he's like, <laughs> shit, guys, I've dedicated the last, like, 20 years of my life to this. But maybe, <laughs> maybe we were wrong. Maybe maybe the solution wrong. if you're is to get the dragon turtle, have its voice be projected to the cult leader. Because that would sound different than a person. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that also that also could be a solution. Uh, Again, the whole show we don't have to come up with a concrete yeah. path, but we hopefully got you thinking about yeah, something. Yeah, this is a good thing for you to consider. Uh, big dungeon full of cultists, big dragon turtle that wants to move, village that doesn't want to move. Uh, what are we naming this one, Evan? As our guest, you get first dibs. Oh God! Oh God! Um. Shell of a time. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> How about Don't Break the Ice? No, a, I, a Milton I've, Bradley game. <laughs> I've got one. I've got one that I think might be it. Uh-huh. Shells frozen over. Ooh, shells frozen over. Shells frozen over. Interesting. Like I like that. Over. That's like a, it's like a good best of both. Yeah, I like that. Shells yeah. frozen over. Shells frozen over. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's what we're going with, I guess. <laughs>
<laughs> well, folks, we thank you so much for joining us on an episode of well, One he Shot. Thanks you so one much. Quill. I thank you uh, very much. <laughs> then I thank you so much. And Evan, oh. where would I be without you? Uh, but God, Ben, thank you, you so much. Wait, can we go right, back and can we go ahead and answer that one? I'm still a little upset about the intro Evan. to this one where you said that you didn't <laughs> love me. Or <laughs> I'd like to go back to where you would be without me. Evan, do you have anything to promote? We should have asked you this before we started the show. <sighs> God, no, man. It's been a year of a pandemic. Maybe what on my next little... appearance. <laughs> Currently, you can find Evan on the Steam homepage. <laughs> <laughs> buying one game per hour one game per hour at 97 cents a pop uh you find him playing leisure suit larry this has just become a roast of evan this, this has just been, become a roast uh, yeah genuinely thanks this yeah. show has been don't thank us on air what what narcissists you think we are ben ben can you come over here for a second no 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 let me ben let me stroke my ego spencer told me to do that is that not what you have your guests do no, at the end go of the on. Anyone do that before? Right? Oh, okay. I think he's. I think he's messing with you. He, I'm tapping my foot and crossing my arms. He's been kind of <laughs> trying to ring control for me this whole time. Oh my god, Ben! I I, think, can I say I kind of detected that the whole time? Yeah, I maybe someone that. added me with a, a compliment on Twitter. I just can't. <laughs> All right, let's let's get back. Yeah. Let's get back over there before he notices here. that we left. Yeah. Uh, nobody's complimented me in 30 seconds. I'm getting cranky. <laughs> All right, this has been an episode of D. No, I almost called it an episode of D and D Pod. This has been an episode of One shot one quill you can find us on twitter at D pod the letter d the letter n the letter d and the bit of the word pod the first part of podcast where we encourage you nay beg you feel free to submit any items or premises uh we will utilize them for the episode if you want to send them in a batch even that's fine we take them into a numbered list after the fact so don't feel the yeah, need to add us 20 separate times but then again maybe that gets our engagement up do that engagement we will uh, credit you if you do that, unless, of course, you are Jack, whose labor we will be using for free for the rest of this show. <laughs> Another thing, if you want to help us out, uh, these first few weeks are vital to some of our metrics as far as getting promoted across podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify. Go ahead and rate and review us if you got the time. Um, any platform that you have that allows rating the podcast, please feel free to do so. It gives us a huge hand. Uh, thanks to those of you who have already subscribed. It, it, it's nothing but a benefit to us. Um, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you don't miss an episode. We come out every Tuesday. And, also, uh, uh, share us with your friends if you think they'd like it. Or if Seriously. you have friends. Yeah. It's just a suggestion. If we're your only friends on this podcast, I'm I'm sorry that uh, it's yeah, going to be... Yeah, <laughs> I can't share it with any more of my friends because they've now all been on. Uh, <laughs> They're all 13 of our current Twitter followers. <laughs> um, thank you guys very much for your time. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Au revoir. We need a. Oh wait, wait, wait! Hold on, hold on. Last thing, uh, Ben. Do, ben, do you want to credit our, uh, our our delightful theme song? Oh yeah, our theme song is uh, "Ella Tavera del Gulier" by Morgan the Bard. Our posthumous thanks to him. Well, you can't really thank him; he's dead. Yeah, it's like it's like really. How much do you have to thank a dead person? Mm. I don't. That really maybe gets that, metaphysical. Maybe that's our outro. Morgan the Bard still dead. <laughs> God, no we're not doing that boy this this episode has ended four times we <laughs> that's it that's the outro don't you make me make it a fifth <laughs>
my warm-up is drinking two glasses of mimosa in 10 minutes. <laughs> what? I'm bougie drunk. Let's go. Bougie drunk. <clears throat> Should I be drunk for this? I can go get like some shots going. You shouldn't. It gets worse. 